Hi, and welcome to the Brandy 18 Podcast with myself, Steve Halpern. I hope this finds my listeners happy and well, and everyone had a really nice Labor Day. This is an exciting podcast for me because it's talking about something that can really, in my opinion, and many scientists and integrated physicians make a difference in people's lives. Big growth in the interest of supplementation and health following COVID. The question is, why? Why were seniors so vulnerable to the effects of COVID? It doesn't mean other younger people weren't getting bad COVID or getting, you know, sick. But why seniors? Well, the answer is an older immune system. There's a lot of interest in testing, epigenetic testing, bioage testing, and I ran a test on one of my clients who was 86 years old, 86 year old female, following a healthy lifestyle, with some added things that I've added to her program. And when we measured her bioage, it was 10 years younger. And then we measured her immune age. And it was 16 years. 16 years younger. Her telomeres were good. And her speed of aging was low. Well, that was really exciting to see that doing certain things might actually have a beneficial effect. And I've replicated this both in myself and with other clients. So, can you reverse the age clock? Probably. You can. And that's so important because you want to avoid age-related conditions. You want to reverse the clock so you don't lose your memory and you don't get senility and you don't need, if you don't have it yet, a hearing aid and cataract and joint. Oh, we need a new joint because we're getting older. We got these aches and pains and it's wearing out. Okay. Some of the biggest investors in tech now have gone into investment in longevity companies. And a lot of these companies are Going with hypothesis, can you clear senolic cells, senescent cells, senescent cells and those zombie cells? Can you, you know, change gene expression, epigenetics? But there's something real right now that you don't have to wait for the wonder drug to come. It exists. And it's called rapamycin. And if you haven't done searches on the web and follow this, please share this with other people because it's so, so important to preserve a health span. I'm part of the baby boomer generation. I'm 76 years old. I'm a biological age of around, I'm still working on it, around 48, 49. What does that mean? It means I and many of my clients are not suffering age-related conditions. Even the other day, I came out 
you know, I, I live in New York City and I like to be out and about. And I said, oh, I don't feel good. What, what is this? And it's like, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's a flu, whatever. My stomach was off. A couple of the magic pill and within a few hours I felt better. Next day it was totally, totally gone. So what is this magic wonder anti-aging pill? It's called rapamycin. Rapamycin. And I'll give you the heads up on rapamycin. Rapamycin was discovered decades ago on Easter Island. They were looking for a new antifungal and they found this interesting compound from the soil and it worked as antifungal. Later research showed that it might also be useful for transplants, organ transplants, and that it could lower the rejection rate of the organ. And that's been its main usage. So this is not a wide population seller for drug companies. But then researchers found that it might also have some longevity and health effects at low dose. Not the dose that they use, the high dose they use for organ rejection. And as a side note, they found that actually people who are on organ rejection rapamycin have much less cancer. Hmm. And then they looked at the possibility that rapamycin actually might help prevent cancer. Maybe even for treatment. That's a whole other area. So let me get back into the whole rapamycin story. So most of the interest has been in the longevity field. And what they found, it seems to have an effect on a biological mechanism called main target of rapamycin. Okay, so <laughs> they named it after rapamycin, main target of rapamycin. And it's, it's, it's sort of like a cellular biological thermostat. And when mTOR is down, lowered, it slows things down. Why would you want to slow things down? Well, it seems as people get older, things speed up. Use up all the fuel. Use up all the good stuff. And so the idea, and maybe more damage. Okay? You don't want more damage. Because it's like playing your, um, your disc in the old days. Keep playing the disc, playing the disc, more scratches, more scratches. And then the sound doesn't come out anymore. Well, the more replication, the possibility of DNA damage or errors. And so slowing down mTOR. Now, you want high mTOR at a young age because you're growing. And you have a lot of safety built into the system. But you're growing and that's perfectly fine. Now remember, rapamycin does not completely shut down main target of rapamycin. It shuts it down. There's also main target of rapamycin 2 and that might be affected, but not as much. So, what if we, let, let's get back into this. When you look at, and you do cross searches on rapamycin, 
some amazing things come up. Long COVID symptoms. Doing a clinical trial on main lowering mTOR and rapamycin. Passes the blood-brain barrier. Possibility of senility, Alzheimer's, new vascular growth in the brain. Collagen production, increased collagen production. Possibly even reversing gray hair. Hair growth. People would take that just for that reason alone. But as I said, it, it, it's almost become a passion for me to look at the studies and keep cross-referencing rapamycin and a condition, a rapamycin and a condition. Sometimes, in some people, it might raise the blood sugar a little bit. And so, it's great to do some testing. It's great to do, I have a list that people contact me of uh, recommended blood tests if you're going to do the rapamycin. And many of you know I associate with an integrated medical practice. And so we do blood tests. I do blood tests on myself and many of my clients who are using the rapamycin. Is there a downside? Downside everything. <laughs> downside to aspirin, downside too much water. So some medical input might be valuable. And now, because of the growth from COVID and the shutdown, there's a lot of virtual going on, virtual medical consults, and people even getting it online, you know, fill out a form and talk to someone and they'll get the rapamycin. And it's great. I think it's a good idea, in my opinion. But I think there are other things you might want to do with rapamycin to make it personalized. By the way, that's what I do in my longevity program. I try and personalize the rapamycin so there are other things and, uh, you know, calculate, help you evaluate, you know, the dosage that's been recommended to you. Usually the dosage can be anywhere from 2 to 3 milligrams to start. This is the consensus, and maybe even up to eight, and then taking for a while, and then maybe taking a break for a week or two. Um, the reason for taking it once a week is you want to cycle it. You want the mTOR up and down, and up and down. So you turn down mTOR, never turn it totally off, turn it down, and then you turn it up. Again, getting back. I've gotten great feedback from many of my longevity clients. Uh, inflammation in their joint and uh, improvement in memory, concentration. What more can you ask? <laughs> Even skin changes. Improvement in skin changes. And there are companies now that are, you know, compounding uh, topical rapamycin for, you know, collagen and wound healing. Nice research on periodontal bone growth. Big problem. As seniors get older, the risk of periodontal disease goes up. And so the possibility of rapamycin helping in that direction. If you need more information on rapamycin and a longevity program, uh, you can contact me 
at uh, Stephen, Stephen, S-T-E-P-H-E-N, StephenNutrition at gmail.com. And please leave comments, questions. I'm going to be moving in this new year to video podcasts and interviewing some of the experts and scientists. And the real purpose of this podcast is to get you interested in this. You know, I always love something that has value that people don't know about. And unless, you know, uh, a longevity nerd who's constantly doing this, you might not have even heard about this. And you should. Because the message is preserve the health span. If you like this podcast, please subscribe. It motivates me to make more podcasts. And I see the followers increasing. And I have a number of people doing it. And subscribe. Please send this to your social media people. And again, I appreciate in comments any suggestions that you'd have. Or things you might want me to discuss. Or people you might want me to interview in future podcasts. So again, this is Steve Halpern. Thank you so much for listening.